Hi, I'm Nora, and I love church. We don't know that we're sons and daughters, and we don't know what he actually thinks about us. We don't know that we have purpose. We don't know. We think we're just, you know, like we don't, we don't know what he thinks about us and we don't know his heart. And, and we're not, I don't hear it that much. I don't hear it that often. You know, um, we're fortunate to go to a, a church that I, I hear it there and I've been hearing it there. Uh, but, you know, I haven't heard it much much else yeah defund the church rebuild the kingdom ain't no doubt time to wake up because the church walls shouldn't be there to keep people out yeah let's come together ready for change now is the time we are one unit that is under god let's put it into the racial divide uh, i gotta scream it out louder let's rebuild the kingdom from the ground up bringing unity in the community and keep the holy spirit all around us yeah, yeah. defund the church let's go Defund the Church. I'm Frank Turner, and I'm so so excited you could be here tonight. We have a special guest, Mr. Don Rossner. He'll be joining us in just a minute. But before we get into interviewing and talking to the wonderful Mr. Don Rossner, we want to talk about what Defund the Church is. Uh, most importantly, Defund the Church, when you hear the word, it's not just another cliche. Uh, Defund the Church, Rebuild the Kingdom is about restoring the broken places that the church has failed to address in society the places that cut across all walks of life, racial division, political strife, gender identity, and economic equality. We believe there's a kingdom response that can and should be delivered in love in all these situations. This podcast seeks to plant the seed for the thoughts and words that preceded the actions that must come forth to build a word, build a world that is good and pleasing in the sight of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Please check out defundthechurch.com for more resources. Thank you for listening. And welcome to the show. So we have Mr. Don Rossner with us. Husband, father of three, former decorated police officer, real estate investor extraordinaire, and just an amazing all-around individual. Um, welcome to the show, Mr. Don Rossner. Hey, Frank. Thanks. Uh, wow. Never been called uh, an extraordinaire before, so that's cool. <laughs> um yeah uh and i also love jesus uh, that uh, yeah that's that's uh because if there's anything good that's been out of that list uh it's because of him um and being submitted to him fully uh and i mean that because man i don't deserve to have that list i would not have written as good of a story in fact, I, rem I remember being, I'll jump right in. <laughs> I remember being like 18. Um, I was with my now wife for two years and um, we were high school sweethearts. And she asked me like, what do you want? What do you want like to do? Uh, and I said, I, I don't know. And she said, what do you mean you don't know? She, she had high dreams of like, you know, becoming this, yeah. Uh, going to the Naval Academy and doing all these crazy things. And, you know, uh, <laughs> and I said, uh, I just want to have a family, right? Well, I was thinking like white picket fence, you know, that kind of American dream stuff. And I have not had that. I've had very, I've had way, way better. And so, uh, yeah, it's full submission 
and it's been it's been absolutely uh, a great and crazy adventure. And Jesus has grabbed me and yanked me out of my uh, my agenda and given me His, and it is awesome. It's freaking wild, full of risk, adventure, battle, um, and beauty. So more on that. And that's that's such a good introduction. We're talking to Don Rossner, and we're on Defund the Church here. You can listen to this episode or any other episode on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, or any other major podcast platform. So Don, I mean, you you just you, you said your life has exceeded all your expectations. Can you just talk about to the average person maybe listening to this who maybe maybe they know the Lord, maybe they don't, maybe they're on the fence. Um, what is what was the moment that you realized that that it was that was God that was moving and it wasn't just your strength. Because sometimes we can write our own narrative like, oh man, yeah, you know, I'm 25 and I did this. But when did you realize, wow, God is just God is just carrying this? Hmm. All right. I don't know when. Oh, hmm. I can think of an example when it was the most clear. Um, me and, well, I guess so I would have probably been, no, this is 2018. So I would have been a Christian for about 12 years at that point. Uh, and me and four other friends uh, who had gone, uh, been involved in uh, mission work to Uganda, there was something that was like the what we're doing is not like that we were serving at the with with a child sponsorship organization and we we're going and like you know helping right for like one week and we all looked at each other and like this is good like i bless this you know this, is, um, this has serves a purpose it's good I'm not downplaying it but it's not it right there's more and the Western church needs to address issues here that are not being addressed. This is a problem. And, you know, being in the Baltimore, DC, Baltimore area, there's some, there's some money going around here. So how can we take the resources in the Western church here over to the, you know, and that was our mindset. Well, God told us right before we went not to have an agenda. Um, we also didn't fundraise until three weeks before the trip. And he gave us uh, like eight, double what we needed um, in three weeks. <laughs> um, and, and again, he told us not to, we're, okay, the mission was um, go do intel to, you know, like reconnaissance to, uh, get into the refugee camps. Well, you can't just walk into refugee camps, right? You shouldn't be able to, unless you're a refugee. <laughs> but, um, so the refugee camps were really bad at the time. They're still bad, of course. But um, we went into the Northern side of Uganda uh, and we, we faced some issues, but it was extremely apparent uh, right out the gate that the agenda was not to, my, our agenda and our construing our plan was not to happen. It was not to like, we were not to have a plan. 
we still made a kind of a backup plan, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, we don't, you know, if, if, you know, if it, and we pray over it, you know, like, Lord, like, we know these people that if like nothing else happened, we'll reach out, you know, to these people, but we're going to stay here because this is like our person can get us from the airport in the south all the way up to the north in the Gulu at, uh, you know, this place, Iron Horse, um, donkey uh iron donkey guest house in gulu and uh so we get our ride and we do all this and then the lady that my buddy phil is having coffee with runs child's as a director of child's voice which is an organization that helps girls um who are you know suffering from extreme travesties like they've been victimized horribly but they, they're focused on women's ministry anyway um we meet her randomly she's at having coffee with my buddy phil and we wake up you know we get there with real late in the, in the night and already in the next morning first morning god gives us a contact she hooks us up with her her uh, this guy that's basically you know running things in these refugee camps and he'll come down from where he is meet with us and take us a ride get us a ride from arua into uh bit of, um in Vepi, which is uh a little north it's basically right towards the point of uganda and um like uh the western border of uganda and the northern border of uganda which is um to the south sudan to the north um and the congo to the right or the west sorry not not the right um but the point is like he started grabbing our plan right and then the enemy tried to take us out uh, we ended up rolling a car, um, we're in an SUV, um, and we roll twice as we're overtaking a slower moving vehicle and a uh, driver just lost control. Um, that sends us into, um, crazy story where we're hour and a half, oh, we're 45 minutes away from everything. The trip was a whole trip was an hour and a half on these dirt roads and the, um, the, <laughs> we rack right in the middle. So we're 45 minutes away from the refugee camp, which doesn't have any resources or the town city ish town, you know, that, that has resources, but you know, ambulances are not like frequent there. God sent us a ambulance, a Toyota truck with a metal box on the back that, uh, you know, had a red cross on the side. Um, uh, that was awesome because it was there in five minutes before where well, we're trying to, I'm trying to call the SOS on our GPS and do all these things. And, uh, we're holding, you know, uh, quick clock on the driver's head and, you know, uh, making sure that our necks aren't broke after we rolled a car twice and all this stuff. Okay. And God met each need and he used each five of us for a different job. Stephen took them. I started the medical, but Stephen was better at medical. So he's taking the medical. I start gathering resources. When the, the uh, ambulance uh, comes, I'm, you know, grabbing the backboard and stuff. Adam is, uh, he's, you know, calming the driver down. Um, and Phil is making sure that our stuff isn't stolen. Uh, Tony is, you know, helping and also keeping like a big, a little bit of a perimeter because we were getting surrounded. 
Like there's just all these issues, right? And each man had a job. And then God sent two UN trucks to us, rescued us. And like every need that we had was fulfilled. And it may sound like, you know, oh, there's another story. No, like every need more than we could have ever needed. And when you roll a truck, that all happens. You get, you go, we went to a clinic and it's not like you go down to, you know, you know, shock trauma or, or, you know, or some type of, you know, really good hospital. This place didn't have lights. We're holding headlamps over, you know, our, our driver's head so that he can get stitched correctly. And I had to find them scissors in the trucks at first aid camp. Cause they didn't, they didn't have first aid kit. Cause they didn't have first aid. Like, you know, and you wonder why we're there to get these people resources, <laughs> you know, cause they're good people. They're great people. Um, and we couldn't even get insurance to go on the trip because the church said uh, that's a little too risky. So I hear, <laughs> anyway, it plays into uh, what we're talking, you know, what we're talking about with your, with your podcast here. But um, after that day of craziness, right? God sends us on this trip. Oh, it's a ton of spiritual warfare. And then we have the physical attack of the accident. And then he brings the rescue and we have this awesome feast pizza. And, uh, if you're ever in Uganda, get Nile beer. It's awesome. <laughs> Straight maybe water from the Nile, baby. You can't get better than that. Um, and, uh, is it really? Yeah, man. Yeah. And ginger. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, and I've actually drank, I've drank out of the river Nile with a life straw. So, uh, do you know what a life straw is? Yeah. yeah. Um, but like the week continued and there's, I, I, in fact, there's, I, I would, could fill up, you know, four podcasts with just information from this trip, but we feasted and then <laughs> we got attacked again, but then God continued to bring everything we needed every time. Right. And he, he formed this whole week of just awesome things to a point where we had a, a just a man just speaking the truth over us and telling us the truth about who we are in the middle and like and towards the end of the trip and uh spoke and it was just the holy spirit speaking to each man's heart um and he changed all of our lives with that trip right and that was just an example of giving up the agenda and uh uh four weeks later i left my job <laughs> uh for a career change because um because he put it on my heart and uh that's the thing like so when i say like you know submitted to him and giving up the agenda and when did i you know how have i when did i feel him moving I felt him moving in many different ways, but man, oh man, when I started letting go of the agenda, it's like rocket fuel. So I want to, I want to, I want to that's, that's an amazing story. And like I said, if you didn't catch all that, go back and rewind it. You spoke near the end of when you were just speaking. You said there's a man you met that spoke truth over you and told you who you are. In your estimation, 
uh, I want to I want to say that, but I, do do you think that one of the biggest problems? Now let me not even do that because that's feeding you the answer. Do you think that does the average Christian know who they are, in your opinion? Oh no. And no, why, they, why is that? And why is that? They don't. Ah man. Um, because we've been fed a gospel of sin management. Um, we've been fed, uh, and that's terminology that I've read from um, one of Dallas Willard's books. Um, it's phenomenal. Um, what's it called? Oh, I'll have to get, get to you later. Um, oh, uh, Divine Conspiracy is what it's called. Anyway, um, a gospel of sin management where we're so focused on behavioral now be you know behavior is important you know god gave us 10 commandments for a reason god will not be mocked but you know it's we don't know that we're sons and daughters and we don't know what he actually thinks about us we don't know that we have purpose we don't know we think we're just you know like we don't we don't know what he thinks about us and we don't know his heart and and we're not i don't hear it that much i don't hear it that often you know um if we're fortunate to go to a, uh, a church that I, I hear it there and i've been hearing it there uh but you know i haven't heard it much much else you know um and that's that's not cool i, I think i think what you're what you're getting at is there, there's, there's a, there's a crisis, almost an identity crisis, where there are people who have been fed the assembly line of, hey, do these things and you'll be fulfilled, and the, and, and there's a, there's a number of people, record number of people, according to you know data, leaving the church, leaving the faith, and it's not because God isn't good, because we know that's not the case. We know He hasn't changed. We know the saving grace and power of Jesus hasn't changed, but the way that people are being um introduced not just introduced but also um fed because you know you can eat a bad diet for a while but eventually it, it'll show up right like we all we all joke around mm -hmm. sometimes you, you work out right you're like but it's but they say hey most of the workout is a diet so it's like yeah you can you can if you're working yeah. out seven days a week and eating pizza every day like you might make some gains from the sheer effort but it's the amount of 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 harm you're doing to eating pizza every day and so i guess the the analogy i would use is we we do have the gospel people do know they are saved but they're powerless because they're like well this is this it i just gotta hold on i just gotta be good enough i don't want to look at any porn i don't want to you know yell at mm. my kids too much i don't want to i want I, I guess yeah. i need to stay at this job because i need to you know even though i'm being called to do something i need to stay at this job because the responsible thing says i need to you know make six figures and bring a certain type of income home, live in a certain type of home. Um, I got to get the biggest house I can possibly afford. We're, we're, we've mixed, um, we've, we've syncretized, we talked about this before we even started, with the American value system a lot. And I'm speaking more of the American church. Mm -hmm. We've syncretized with, 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 with the value system. And we've almost said, okay, this is good. We've almost said, hey, you know, God and country are the same. And I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a patriot as much as anyone else. And, you know, some people might say, oh, are you really? Yes, I am. But I say that to say there is no one under, there's no, there's no name under which we are saved other than Jesus. 
not the USA, not nope. whatever, not not the military, not BLM, nothing, not no identity other than what you can find in Christ is going to save you. So I think what I'd like to get to you now is you know the problem. You you've you've spoke to it. What are you doing? What steps have you taken in your life to help people find that identity, find that name, find that voice, find that purpose that has been lost and washed out once they were baptized? Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, so doing a couple things. Um, first, uh, I'm, my, I'm, what I'm thinking about is counseling. Uh, I can't help anybody if I'm not healthy. Um, and now, and I did six months of counseling uh, with a guy named Matt Emhoff, who runs Deeper Ministry out of Michigan. Definitely, um, you know, if you're, I mean, he'd help anybody, I'm sure, but if you're a young man and, or just a man, uh, and, and, need of some quality counseling a dude's gonna treat you right and you know also you know i mean if you're open to it pray over you and lead you in some serious prayer to 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 heal trauma and heal um difficult places matt is a um, uh, huge um definitely recommend him um pray over it first uh as you always should because god has the white one uh intended for you but that one Matt was the right one for me. Um, and he led me in this thing. He said, uh, God is good. Almost everyone can say that, right? You're an image bearer. And if you don't believe that you're good, your communication is going to be jacked up. In other words, he is called the real me good. He is I mean, I, I believe in Christ, you know, I've been saved. He has been restoring my heart, right? He's given me a heart of flesh. The heart of stone is being removed, right? All these things, like I have his promises. I, if I don't believe his promises, if I don't believe what he says about me, right? That I'm good. Then I can't go any further. Like it, I get blocked. Now, God is extremely creative and, you know, forgive me for my limited speech, but, you know, there is something very true about that, that if I don't, if I don't step into what they call the training circle and accept that my, my life does not depend on behavior, but on the grace of God it is fully in the cross of Christ and cross of Christ alone, that we are saved and made clean and whole period. Then I can't get to pass the next steps, right? So that message has changed me. It has changed my heart, my mind, my understanding, and the ministry of Ransom Heart, um, who, which is now called Wild of Heart, from the book Wild of Heart by John Eldridge, uh, and ministries based out of Colorado. Um, basically, I, I started getting um, involved with that ministry uh, in. Like 2014, somewhere around there. And I was a very angry young man, very angry. 
um, had some significant father wounds that had not been dealt with. And um, I didn't understand why. I mean, I that's just, you know, difficult stuff, man. Um, and I don't even think I was talking to my dad at that time. I think we had uh, taken a couple of years at that point. Um, by the grace of God, it's being restored. And you've seen some of the fruit of that. Um, but even today, was, we had a lot of amazing conversation. Um, but so this, this message that I'm a son, that I have a masculine soul, first of all. I'm a man. I'm a masculine soul. It's built a certain way because it's built by the creator. He made men and he made women. And that's the way it's built. And that's good. And that um, he has a purpose for me. And that I, I'm, I mean, to be straight, like, I'm not a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not. That alone is like smelling salts. Like, it made me like wake up. Like, you just say that because the enemy wants to call you a piece of shit. He wants to call you every worse, way worse than that. That's putting it lightly. The enemy is, he doesn't play nice, you know? Um, and so I started waking up. He started in just the message that I was a warrior that was able to be a man and be able to, to like, you know, no to porn. No, I refuse. My wife said to me at one point, she said, I will not have kids with you until this porn thing is gone. And I had two decisions, you know, uh, give up my soul and everything I've ever dreamed or love my wife and submit to my God and be the, the freaking man that I'm made to be. And I would not have gotten there without this wild of heart ministry uh, that Jesus used. I mean, in his gospel, it's just, it's just, it's a big deal. So the book really grabbed me. And then in uh, 2018, um, I went to a men's retreat in Colorado called that they call boot camp. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with push-ups or running. Uh, it's a boot camp of the soul. Uh, it's a deep dive and you will learn about who you are. And that's, um, you mentioned that I, I was in police work. I was in police work for just under nine years before God, like, uh, you know, switched things up. He had put, been working on my heart for a while. And, um, and I left uh, on my own accord and um, in good standing. Uh, and, but at boot camp, um, I found out I took way more, like more steps down that journey, of, you know, learning to hear God's voice and, and being willing to like, just give pieces of unknown to him. So what I mean by that is this, like asking him simple, small things, like, what do you want me to do tonight, Lord? Just that simple question. It seems silly. It's not silly. It's really not. That has led, little questions like that have led to some of the coolest experiences of my life. Like at boot camp, I was, man, I went into boot camp wanting to 
<laughs> strangle God for answers. <laughs> and, uh, but I had one of those moments where I was just like, all right, God, I don't really want to go to the, you know, the, to the bunk now. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, what, what, what should I do? Like, how about like, and I felt walk rise up in my heart. It's not, you know, it's not like an audible, like, he's not like walk, you know, <laughs> like through the, you know, the clouds, it doesn't echo and shake, you know, um, I just felt the walk rise up in my heart. And I said, cool. And I grabbed a cigar and I started walking down this, uh, this little concrete thing. And as I'm walking down this little concrete path, I see this moonlit silhouette of a moose. And moose are huge. <laughs> They're huge. And it makes me freeze, you know, like, I'm like, and I could see it's, it was early spring. So I can see the antlers starting to grow on top of his head. Uh, and so I'm like, that's a bull. They were known, like, they will, they will take you out. Like, if you're too close, you're messed, like, they will take you out. So I'm like, I mean, I'm a deer hunter. Like, you know, I love to hunt, but giving, you know, I love animals. I love to hunt and I have a healthy respect for animals. Because especially ones that could take me out. And this is just an awesome adventure. I could dive into it. I even saw a cow in a, no, a cow moose in her, her young one uh, shortly, like five minutes after I got, after the bull moose went off, like, I'm like putting my hand next to the, the tracks and it's an awesome experience. Right. And that's the point of it. Like, you know, God does that. He knows what your soul needs. Cause that might not make that might not be good for you, Frank. Like to see a moose, you might not like seeing a moose. I needed to feel like I could get run over. That's what I needed. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, just to stop you right there. Yeah, I, for the record, I I don't want to be anywhere near a moose or anything that can <laughs> maul me or anything like that. That's yeah. that's. I have a I I respect what the Lord has done with the animals. Let them, you know, do what they need to do. I'm good. But like yeah. you said what you need is what you need. And I think, so going, going, you said it's very true. Like, I think people don't know, and I, I don't want to generalize, but I think that there's a, a, a number of people who don't know, and especially in the faith community, what they need. And so, especially when it comes to men, what would you say to a man? Like, what would you, what would your prescription be? And I know you're not a doctor, so you don't have to write it or whatever. Um, and Don is not a doctor, so you don't, you know, like, what are those disclaimers, right? Like, anything he says on the show, you you know, you can do it, but. I do have bad handwriting, though, so. Um, but but seriously, what would be your prescription for the the person who is just like, yeah, this sounds good, guys. Like, I, yeah, I've been through all that, I, you know, I'm, but but what, how do I get to that place where I know that God is is, is moving and working in me like what 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 do you think what would you recommend for um people listening to this who are saying you know what can i do right all right everyone that concludes part one of our interview with don rosner be sure to check out our next episode where you can listen to the conclusion of this exciting interview thank you for listening to the podcast please subscribe and itunes stitcher And also, don't forget to visit defundthechurch.com where you can find news and information 
on how to support this movement and rebuild the kingdom. Thank you.